Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1942, in the cold desert of a small border town in Texas, a group of kind are kidnapped and mass embraced by members of the fanatical sect, the Sabbat. Out of this group, only a handful survived, and through rituals and mentorship, they became the pack known as the Pale Riders. Representing the Sword of Cain, they are wielded by a mentor to cut deep wounds within the heartland of Mexico to the enemies of the Sabbat. Wars on Fire is a vampire that masquerades Sabbat Chronicle that follows the Pale Riders pack that consists of Mitch, a Lazampa played by Adam, Coyote, a Ravenous anti-tribute played by Alex, Eldrick, a Caitiff played by David, Jasper, a Bruja anti-tribute played by Joaquin, Cora, a Shimizi played by Slavic, and Richard, a Venture anti-tribute played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Coyote, Quinn, and Richard, you guys are down, I would say, probably just in one of those three rooms down in there that are empty now. Probably the one that Richard and... uh jasper we're using go ahead scenes on you guys uh why don't you guys tell me what you saw i didn't see much i just saw the priest of the banditos and he was surrounded by these dark figures and and what started these visions for you guys it was after i after i took a soul Mm, explain he had explained that due to what he had seen from that priest that he had that he had was done fighting us, and that he want he wanted to end it on his. It was wanted it to end, and so he gave himself to us. And I, I being the most, hum- I being the hungriest, was allowed to uh, take to consume him. And once I was finished, I saw some of what some of his life, some of what he had seen, and and, th- and that's how I know he he was not lying that that we are facing something we have not yet faced. It's something beyond. I'm going to interject real quick before you guys continue. I like where this is going, but I want to interject that both Jasper and Richard, you have this, like almost like the feeling when you have a word on the tip of your tongue, you guys have that feeling. You feel like there's like other memories in your head that you haven't like processed yet. Because I don't know if you remember how I explained when Cora and Mitchell Diablerized someone, they had like a slew of memories. But when you guys two Diablerized someone, you just had that one distinct image or memory that you had. So it's almost like you're, you haven't processed exactly everything yet. So I just wanted to add that before you guys continue. But go ahead, uh, scenes on you guys again. feels like there is more, but it, it's, I cannot, I cannot see it. It is there, but I cannot reach it. It's the same for me. Jasper has found the right words for it that I couldn't find. There are memories that I can't put my finger on that haven't been there, but now they are. Maybe we'll have the answers when we get to wherever they're keeping Veda. Yes. If only we could somehow, if we, but if, if I, just from what I saw that I do not, re, I do not relish the thought of facing those creatures un, uninformed. They have they, their demons. You guys have your own. Maybe I can make myself more of a demon than I already am to match them. I would not recommend that. I... Those those things they even for all we have seen all we have done they they feel me almost something I haven't felt in a while it kind of 
red. It's not. I want to, uh, I guess, this kind of hearing Jasper say that the, you know, the most terrifying kind of thing he's seen. I'm getting a little bit jealous. Coyote is <laughs> so he wants to throw his blanket back and use the full extent of his intimidate five and his chemistry to make himself look as terrifying as possible, just to impress himself. Oh. Upon them. Dude, okay. Damn. Okay. So, um, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me get my book here real quick. I like where this is going, dude, because I was wondering if you guys going to... You're just going to freak Jasper out even more, dang it. No, no, well... <laughs> why do you got to mess, mess with the guy with the temper? Because, you know, <laughs> punching holes in the boat. So you, what, how many dots in chemistry do you have? Uh, Two. Two? Okay. So you can spend a, uh, it says, uh, can I can now create illusions that appear to all senses, even though they remain static? For example, the vampire could throw a mirage over a dank basement, making it appear. Okay. Um, so the player spends a willpower point and a blood point. The, the static image remains until dispelled. You'll have to spend a blood and a willpower to do this how many, first. So how many blood points should I have blown last session to? Maybe one? Just one, yeah, yeah. And also I feed some blood to the bride, so maybe another yeah, one for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what are you at now? Six blood, All four right. willpower. So spend one blood, mm-hmm. and then one willpower. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna? What's this image you're creating behind you? Like, explain to me what you're trying to do. I want to almost have it like I guess it's a static image. So I want to darken the room completely and have maybe the the death the death mask. You know, the the last expression of everybody I've killed appear on the walls oh, like, all around everywhere. While I kind of damn poke myself out. Damn, damn, damn. Okay, okay, okay. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, and then I I don't want to. I I just we're gonna do mechanics first, and then I'll do the scene. So Mm -hmm. please be patient. All right. And then you said you want to like use your full like. This is me. You know what I mean? Like like. Yeah. I have intimidation nightmare. That's you know when you have yeah. Is it four or five dots and something? You pick a specialty in mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would say that's a specialty. Yeah, I would say that's a specialty. So uh, do uh, manipulation and intimidation difficulty six, please. Three successes. Three successes, okay. And then I'm going to need Jasper and uh, Richard to roll a perception and subterfuge difficulty nine. And the reason it's difficulty nine is because the chemistry, you know what I mean, that's going on, your guys' current mental state, you know what I'm saying? Can I use a careful specialty? I would say that if you roll 10, you can re-roll, you know? I got two successes. Wait, what was there? I have, two. I have zero successes. No, just one then. Okay. So, alright, I'm going to describe the scene here. This is good, because this is the catalyst. I was hoping for a catalyst, so fucking A. Awesome. So, Coyote, you're hearing them talk, and like I said, you're getting this like sense of, like, I am the monster of the group. Even though you're not like equating it properly, i.e. Coyote isn't equating it properly. And the fact that Coyote is equating fear and power and intimidation as being a demon, where in reality, there's no fathomable way you can ever become what these guys are. And it's a whole different mm-hmm. level of fucked up because it's literally like selling their soul to like whatever, a whole theological, you know what I mean? That Coyote can't wrap its head around. But in Coyote's nature, you want to be the, the, the fear that every, you want to be the god, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not even on him. Like, I can never see Coyote becoming an infernalist. I can never see Coyote no. selling his soul to a demon because Coyote thinks he is a demon. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he is My the, the one in control. You guys are sitting there, 
you're looking at Coyote. Anyway, so Coyote, you start feeling this, this anger, not at your pack mate so much, but anger like you, you know what I mean? Anger at like that you cannot come across to these people how you want to come across, you know? Like you said, you're feeling a certain way on the inside and you want to show that on the outside and you feel like you're feeling it showing on the inside because they should have no doubt in your head and their head that you could, could battle easily whatever is, you know what I mean? The enemy of the pack and that you're mm-hmm. just as, you're just as horrific as them. They should not be afraid because you are on their side and you are their brother. And as you, you start rolling up and you want to show it. So you're sitting there, you too, by the way, I was sitting looking at Coyote and you can kind of just see like his pupils, like his irises start dilating and his eyes come like all black, almost like he's about to frenzy. And you see like for a second, you see boom around you, like the room disappears and you start looking and you see these faces like in agony and pain or like that, like that are dying just all around you, different states and forms of them. You even see like, like, like figures that you saw him kill at one point, those tons of them that you have, and they're just completely around the room, melded. But this isn't like their flesh crap. Like this is anything that core has done. This is literally existential. Like this is their souls that are like reaching out and trying to like show you the strength that is Coyote who is sitting in your presence. And you can look and it's like, you literally like look around and you see them and you look up and you see them. It's you're completely surrounded and you look and you look back at Coyote and you just see his mind grin is just like, wide and his eyes are completely black and his horns are even seem more majestic as they did before do you have anything to say that you want to say at this moment coyote yeah i think you almost already said it say i'm the i'm the one they should fear uh i'm fear incarnate you know i'm a god (laughs) his voice gets louder traits taking over to my derangement he's like i am fear incarnate I am a god. As he says, I'm a god. Like, you guys are both feel like you got smacked across the face for a second. You try to fight it. Like, you're literally, like, looking at him, like, trying to, like, remain control. And as he says, I'm a god, that's when, like, those roles he got more than you, you know what I mean? Like, take effect. You're both hit back, and you kind of both fall back for a second. So I'm going to tackle each one first. So, Jasper, we'll, we'll cut to you. You start, you get hit by these memories of Wyatt. You have memories of being like this, being immortal and like, like riding hard on these horses throughout like a desert environment, right? And, and you're with a pack of people and you have where you're like kind of like riding through these canyons and you're riding even at the lip of valleys, as you can see down below you, these beautiful New Mexico, like, like, um, sceneries, uh, just feeling like the wind in your hair and feeling like, like full of life and vitality that almost like a small voice in the back of your head at this moment. It almost mourns that. Like you're sitting there and you're almost like, like, like all this shit. Cause I feel like Jasper's like really having a hard time carrying the weight of everything lately. You know what I mean? And there's a small part of you that mourns that vitality that you feel at this moment. But then it cuts to a, another memory as you're like getting dragged down like this dusty, uh, dusty, what could only be like a street, but it's not paved or anything. And on both sides of you are these like wooden uh, buildings and saloons and everything like that. And you see people walking by or staring at you to have like thick, like thick mustaches or they're wearing like the same kind of black or a black or gray, like suits and cowboy hats. And, and you're kind of like picking up and it, like there's dust, like, like in your mouth, on your face, like you're literally being dragged through the street. Like you have your arms tied to like a rope and it's at the end of a horse and you're just like being dragged along and like you're trying to like stop at your feet and you can't and you and you look and you see some other mortals are like that 
to you either. And you just, you feel like the, your lips are extremely chapped and just like fucking bleeding almost from the lack of hydration that's been on them. And, and, you, and like the, the dust is all coated in your mouth and you almost feel like your tongue is swollen and you can't fucking talk. And then you cut to another memory where you're looking up through these like wooden, like these bars and, and to the, to the night sky and you, and you look around and you smell just like BO and shit and piss. And you realize that there's like 10 other people that are in this like holding kind of thing in the middle of like a, uh, uh, in front of this courthouse. Like basically they dug like a little thing in the, in the ground and they just threw people in there and the actual cage is put on top. And it's because you're being, you're being, you're waiting to be hung. You know, you're with these other criminals at this time. And, and in your memory, you, you don't even have the will to fight anymore. You know, like, 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 like why at this point is just like, okay, I'm caught. I like literally been drugged through the sun all for fucking multiple days. I've been sitting here. You, part of you welcomes death almost, you know? And as you're sitting there with these 10 people, you look up and all of a sudden like this, this the, the bars is ripped like literally like like the frame that held these bars on top is just ripped from the fucking what's holding you in and you're like what the and you're looking like 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 10 feet above you just at like this you know what i mean at the sky and you see these figures like look down at you these horrible monstrosities like your mind can't process it you're like have no idea how to process it you almost think it's like um, you're about to faint or you're just seeing visions or whatever and they just fall on top of each other into this pit and you just feel yourself like being bit at like and you and, and at first it causes pain but then you're like start feeling like this orgasmic rush and you have no idea what's going on and then it cuts to another memory of you like running through this town and you're actually like murdering these same people that not not like 24 hours before or even 12 hours before we're looking at you in the street getting drugged by and you're running just through all these establishments frenzying just like tearing at kids and wives and husbands and old people and whores and just like and and slowly when you gain control of yourself and you're completely covered in blood and dust you you look at you're looking at your hands and your arms and you realize it just looks like exposed skin and flesh and muscle tendon underneath then cuts forward to another uh, memory where you're getting, you're, you're basically being part of a pack of doing the Valdery and of, of like doing the fire test and the jumping through fire over fire, et cetera, et cetera. But you're starting to see like the other members of the pack that are with them. And then you cut to like different memories of like, of, uh, being like in the Mexico area. But then you start like getting these memories of like being almost like more incognito doing things like spine, you know what I mean? And like, like having to fit in into war is, you know what I mean? And not like going and wrecking hell, as he said in the last session, you know, like most Sabat do and like having to give reports and stuff like that. And basically he was like an embedded pack that was in war is for like the last 40 years, just reporting on what's going on with like, uh, Carlos Moreno or Trevor Moreno and the, and the Anarchs and, and, uh, uh, Marcus Pisanov and, and you know what I mean? The Giovanni presence in there. And then you start having the memories of like where Reginald is like, you know, there's tension between him and Reginald about the leadership and direction of the pack and bringing up infernalism. But you find that the memories are kind of like really hard to grasp onto. It's like almost trying to grasp a wet fish, those memories of when, when things started going downhill with the pack. Does that make any kind of sense? Before I go on to Richard, I'm going to give you an opportunity here, right? Is there anything that you want to try to delve into with these memories or anything like that, or you want yeah, to? Yes, I want to. I want to try to see like, was there anything like 
so when he was like starting to lose control of the pack to Reginald, was there anything like anything like he knew that Reginald and his things couldn't do, like like something like like some kind of like flaw they had, like what now what can they not do? Like can they not you know go to a church or something like that? Give me a pin perception alertness difficulty right. six. Difficulty six, I got one success. Okay, so you you you're trying to like focus in, and you and you're getting this impression that like what Reginald was trying to do, he hadn't completed yet. He hadn't completely like given himself over. You know what I mean? And that part of giving himself over was having to complete tasks for some mentor, and 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 basically Reginald was like a representative of this mentor to the to the banditos. Like they never saw this guy. You know what I mean? So Reginald was coming saying, "Hey." We, we got this, we can grasp onto this ultimate power, you know what I mean? And, but we have to do things to, to, to show and make, yeah, make sacrifice to fully gain what we want to from this. Does that gotcha. make sense? Yeah. Okay. So they're in the process of completely turning themselves over. If more so, you also got the impression that Reginald was further down that path easily than the rest of the pack was, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, like, um, Wyatt said the pack was start was getting corrupted, like like was had a can- cancer start running through it because of him. You know what I mean? So, gotcha. All right. Any other questions? I'll let you think too. And by the way, and this goes to Mitch, this goes to Cora, and anyone else who diabolized. If you ever want to try to tap into those memories and to get any kind of like answer from those memories, just tell me, and we you can always like you know what I mean. Sit there all and right. try to do something to 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 dig them out. You know. So. All right. Okay. Yeah, I can't do anything else right now. All right, cool. So we'll jump to Richard. So Richard, uh, when you are have the same impression, the same, you know what I mean, reaction, like of utmost fear, I'll ask you when we're done here what reaction exactly you guys had before the memories hit you, okay? I'm not going to like assume to know. I apologize for, for doing that. But you start, you have this, vi- you start having these memories flash before you. And you have one of like a man who eventually became known as Cleaver, like getting off of a boat. Uh, what you can, I mean, you, you, you're not quite sure where, but it's some busy city. Uh, you know, it's like somewhere in America because people are speaking like English with an accent, but it sounds like a different accent than you've ever heard in your life. Almost sounds like Jasper's accent in a way. You know what I mean? Like an East Coast accent and just like you, you, you have, you have like this, this man and his wife and their young daughter who's probably like five years old and they're trying to like, make it in the city and you get like all these like memories of like being cold and not having any food and just like the style of clothing is totally different than you're used to too you like see people with, like top hats on and like greasier kind of longer hair that goes back to the neck you know what i mean and mutton chops and stuff like that and and or, or like you know what i mean or thick handlebar or thick twirled out mustaches and stuff and and then you cut to this other memory where you're on this like wagon and you're, and you're kind of like not by any kind of city and you're kind of going through like this infinite like prairie of, 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 of like land. And you've never seen anything like this in your mortal or in your immortal life. But, uh, basically, uh, basically you see like fields of like, of, of grain almost. You know what I mean? Like, like just kind of the wind gently blowing, uh, in the, in the, in the sunlight being on you. And you're actually like, you, you feel like happy and you're looking next to your wife who's sitting on this, like wagon with you and you can hear your daughter in the back of the wagon with your guys' supplies. And then it cuts to another memory where you're building like you're building this little like house by yourself, you know, with, with the help of a couple men who you might, you know what I mean? I've known in the middle of one of these prairies and of you tilling the lawn and you having like livestock and stuff like that. Like you're start, you're starting a, uh, 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 like a, almost like trying to start a farm or a ranch 
you know, and you, and you realize that you, you realize at this moment that basically what had happened is that he had immigrated, immigrated from a different country, couldn't make it in a big city. So he took his chance, you know what I mean? Trying to go out and trying to like all this unclaimed land at the time in the United States. And then it cuts to a memory of a winter, you know, like winter started happening their first winter and like it being brutal, you know, them being by themselves, just him and his wife and their little daughter. And then the little daughter coming down with some kind of sickness and not just coughing and having a fever and just hawking up mucus and blood. And then you cut to his memory of eventually the daughter dying and him having to bury, try to bury this daughter and frozen ground, but un- being unable to. So like him wrapping his, his daughter in this blanket and trying to cover her, her with like the little wood that they have left over, you know what I mean? For their wood oven and their, and their fireplace and this little, um, in his little shack. And it comes to another memory of like him, like literally like being alone, uh, like, like him and his wife being in the same shack, but that, that them being like an abyss between them, you know, like they don't talk, they haven't slept together. And like his wife is just this emotional wreck and, you know, him like just staring out the window at, as these, at these snow drifts. And then you have a memory of him going out and going to hunt and try to see if you can find any kind of thing, you know what I mean? Out there. Cause his wife and him are starving. They didn't have any, and, adequate enough food and him coming back in and finding that his wife had like slit her wrist with a with a butcher knife and uh him having to go do the same thing that he did for his daughter though with his wife you know wrap her in this blanket and put her and say well if i survive this winter then i'll bury them give them the proper burial that they need and then you cut to these memories where it's just like you sitting by this wood oven like you know what i mean those little wood heater ovens that they had you know what i mean and and sitting in this chair and staring out at like at this infinite snow and at night during the day, just it all kind of melds together, you know, and um, he starts like once in a while thinks he sees a figure in the snow at night and then he doesn't and he just thinks he's losing his mind. So eventually he just his mind snaps and he strips down naked and just like walks into the snow, just like ready to die. You know what I mean? Like he just couldn't handle the mental pressure of everything. And he just wanted to go out there and die. And he starts so he starts walking out and he walks in the snow. It's like up to his waist and he's just like plowing through there. And right when he's like about to like give up, he sees a figure that's like 30 feet away and, and it almost looks like this figure's like standing on top of a snow drift like it's not sinking into the snow drift like someone would and it's this figure that almost has like uh uh it's 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 feminine in nature and it almost has like a uh it's, it's almost standing there like a virgin mary in a way you know and for the record this man was polish and catholic you know what i mean so he was like very he found very um religious significance to this but the figure that so he starts like trying to climb like walk through the snow that starts getting low you know what i mean higher up by his waist trying to reach this figure and he gets closer and he sees that's actually horrific in it's in its nature right like it has it's standing there and it's like has this robe of like flesh almost that looks like that but it's not even like dried flesh it's just like flaps of like blood you know what i mean it's flaps of like looks like flesh that was just recently been ripped off of someone you know and it's just hanging off of this figure and the face of the figure looks like it's had strips of its flesh like peeled back and it's like lays and it lays on the back of his head inside of his head almost like a a a cruel facade of hair in a way you know what i mean and but you just see like like where the 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 flesh had been stripped it's not bleeding or anything like that it's just wet and moist and red and that the where there normally would be breasts and skin had been completely like just removed and, and 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 that there was like ribs and and bones that were exposed and then like the these robes kind of cover rest of it and this figure 
turns its head and looks at him and slowly with these long like nailed hands pulls open this flesh robe and he sees like this the this vagina that's like normal in size at first but it starts pulsating and he feels like it almost like seems to be like hypnotizing him in a way and he finds himself like slowly trying to reach it because he just feels this urge like he almost like wants just to like not for anything sexual but just like lay his hand on it because it seems like to be the only thing that is alive on this you know what I mean that's truly is alive on this figure and he finds that as he gets like closer to it that the vagina stops resembling a, a vagina of any sort and an opening just starts like opening up on the lower abdominum of this figure you know what I mean and starts like opening up to its sternum and eventually he sees like the rib cage start like like uh spreading apart and as he gets closer, this like this hand or something like tendril, like when he's within three feet, reaches out and grabs him the back of his neck and starts dragging him slowly through this snow as he's trying to like fight it off. And eventually, as he gets close enough to where he can almost like his face could get put pushed into the sternum, he looks up and he sees this figure look down. And he sees like these fangs start coming down from out of its mouth, and that and this this tendril pulls him up lifts him up like like he's no lighter that like he's no heavier than a baby or, or 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 something to that extent and then just latches itself onto him and he has where like he finds himself like he you know he snapped to another memory where he's like regains consciousness and he's like doesn't know where he's at it's completely dark and he feels this pressure and he realized that like he is entrapped in snow like a snowdrift and he's been brought over he's a canite you know so you cut to another memory where you are show up like you're in a southern environment and you're on a raid but the, you have like these meat cleavers that you're just like mowing down people and you start realizing you're getting the feeling that like basically somehow some way he's been brought into the sabbat you don't know you know what i mean that like, he just is kind of like a figure who found his way into the sabbat and uh then you find like where he eventually joins the pale wire or the banditos pack and then he's also you know kind of the same memories that i described that jasper had you know what i mean like seeing his pack kind of like get torn apart a little bit and stuff like that so you're gonna do the same thing if you got any questions or anything like that mm. well i would like to try to find out how the banditos kidnapped vidar exactly yeah yeah give me a perception and alertness difficulty six if you would i have two successes uh, i think oh nice all right so you're so you're sitting there you're like lost in these memories and you kind of feel like you're like, feel a sense of determination. Like, 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 like that determination you told me that you had driving down the road and like this determination you've had for the pack. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're like almost like I would say on a, where Cora is on like a, a theological determination. You know what I mean? Like for the right of the pack or whatever. You're like a soldier in your determination right now. Like, you're like, I'm getting these memories. I need to figure out what happened. I need to do it. Uh, or it's not so metaphysical to you at this moment. You know, you're like, okay, I got to find an answer. I got to find an answer. I got to find what happened. And you're sitting there and you're, you're trying to like, like grab onto the memories of them kidnapping Vidar. And your fun is like very hard to like, like really narrow down on there. Like you have memories of like fighting Ilanipi. But like when it comes to like, you're trying to like wrap your head around what happened to Vidar and you're like, fuck, fuck, I can't. You know what I mean? And every time that you try to like grasp onto it with your mind and like to, to bring it in and look at closer, you just like keep getting this impression of like the stake, the stake, the stake, the stake. And you're like, what the, f and you're like, you know, like you grab and you like see these like, and every time you see it, it says the stake, like when you're pulling it into you to you to, to see closer, you see these dark, like eyes that abyssal eyes and you feel yourself losing yourself into them and then you're out again and like shit and you grab and you're like pulling it in to try to see and you just keep hearing in your head the stake the stake the stake and you, 
and you do it again, you're like falling into them and then you come out and you like see memories and you're just not able to like really, you know what I mean? Grasp onto it. You see like yourself delivering him to a figure. You, you know what I mean? You see yourself like, you see like this, like a, a figure of a, of a prone be naked with the stake through his chest. You know what I mean? Rigid and torpor, like laying on this white beach sand. And you see like a figure of a, of a Spanish man who looks to be wearing like a white button up shirt and like some khakis in his barefooted looking down with like a, a trimmed goatee and like his long black hair that's like in a ponytail looking down smiling. But you, you don't see the, you don't see the middle. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's really frustrating you at this time. But like you just like again to reiterate, you just see like this, this waves of like the stake, the stake. So all right. Tell me. What you guys felt, start with Jasper first and Richard, about the scene that Coyote set here with you. So when Jasper sees Coyote start doing his whole uh, demon impression, at first his thought was, come on, this is, this is, this is my pathway, I am safe with him. Uh, you know, Even if it looks frightening, it won't actually hurt me. But then like once the full effect happens, he, he loses it. And someone like, oh my god, actually, like one of, them, one of the things he saw in his vision snuck on here, like it's He's because like confused the two images, like Coyote with the thing he saw in his memories. So they sort of like blur together almost. So he was, just, so he, he sees that he's like he is terrified when he sees that. When like when like the images become confused in his mind. And I, one more question, then we'll go to Richard. After having those visions, with the accumulation of of that terror, like what what what's going on in Jasper's head right now? So when he's you know, after seeing all that, he's just sort of like just trying to back away and just. Uh, just like he would try to keep as much distance between him and what he's seeing right now as possible. Like, like, like he just he doesn't he knows he has to he has to bring this back to someone. Like he can't let this thing get him before he tells the others what they what they must know about it. Awesome. So he, man, Jasper's going through some shit, bro. Like Jasper's having like like really trying to like like compartmentalize everything. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, dude. All you guys, all you fucking guys are going through some deep shit, man. Like, I really want to see how you guys come out, if you come out on the other end of the tunnel, man. And like, fuck, man. Sabak and the Sabat, man. So, um, all right, uh, Richard, what, what did, what did, um, Coyote, cause you and Coyote have a high Valdry rating, right? Yeah, we do. So yeah, go ahead. What, how, what, so with that Valdry rating, did you have a different reaction than Jasper did to all this, or what was the reaction you had? Mm, uh, I also failed my perception subterfuge role, so I think uh, Richard doesn't really know what's happening. So he's basically but at the whim of uh, Coyote right now, and he just lets Coyote uh, like do this to him and falls into uh, mental shock, and the rush of memories happens. So yeah, that's great because what that role was to see if you guys would, would fight that rush of memories. Basically what Coyote did, you know what I mean? Bringing that out to you guys, like was like a, a, a slap to the face of you guys and not, you know what I mean? So if you guys would have gotten more, uh, successes than him, you guys wouldn't have had the memories, you know what I mean? But like what he did shook your oh. foundation so much. So that's why, that's why that I, I should have been more, um, I should have been more clear when I had you guys. Yeah, yeah I thought it was, um, Figuring out whether Coyote is just trying to uh, make an impression on us or not. No, 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 no. It was like trying to grab. It was just basically if you guys would have gotten more than him, you would have seen it, but it wouldn't have had the impact. I mean, it would have might have, you know, I can't say how it would have affected your character, but it wouldn't have brought these memories out in you. That's what I'm trying to say. So you can interpret it, have the reaction you want to have from it. You know what I mean? And not worry about that role. That's what I'm trying to say. What, what, what did these memories, what, what kind of reaction did these memories get out of you? So now that we've, so uh, we just like 
Has Jasper is just you know just like pressed against the wall, and it's just that we don't do that again, dear brother. <laughs> what about you, Richard? What what did the memories like? You trying to like figure out shit in the memories? I mean, what 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 are you thinking from what you've seen in the uh, in the memories of Cleaver that you had? I think Richard would have for a short while lost control over who he really is and cried out the the name of the daughter of the man who uh, became Cleaver. Yeah, we could say her name is uh 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 Maribel. Maribel? Yeah. No. Yeah, you sure. can name her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we we could delve upon that maybe, you know what I mean? It'll leave an impact on, you know what I mean, on you for a while. So, um we'll say it's Maribel, so Okay, and then uh, I'll let you guys discuss it, like what you saw in your vision and how you're going to interpret it or whatever. So, but Coyote, as you seen, you see him scream out. You see them when you do this, Coyote. You see them both like hit back, and you can kind of see their eyes roll up in their head a little bit. And for mm-hmm. a second, you're like, "What the fuck?" And then you hear, like, you hear Jasper get up and he like says what he said, and then you hear like Richard just scream like this name, like Maribel, at the top of his long, you know, his deep southern accent as he was like back against the wall. Mm. Uh, scenes on you guys. I'll let the vision die down a little. You know, I'll I'll um let the room go back to normal and I'll pull pull the blanket back over myself and um completely disregarding Jasper, I'll go and see if Richard's okay. I'm sorry, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> Richard needs some uh, at least a moment or two to uh, regain composure. Okay, I'll turn to Jasper and look at him and say D- now do you know what fear is? <laughs> oh, I had an idea. You just reminded me. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to stride out of the room, slam the door behind me, and go to where Cora and Mary are hanging out. I'm still fuming a little bit. I'm still jealous that something could be scarier than me. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah. Just jump past you guys. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being a bit emo on, right bro. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, Mitch, you hear down below deck five minutes later, you hear like, the, like Richard's loud voice, like just screaming through, like, you know, that screams that name Maribel, you know, and you can, then you can hear like a couple of seconds later, hear like the door slam down there and big heavy footsteps and then the other door open, another door open and slam down there. Uh, what are you going to do? Mitch will take a look towards, uh, the stairway down into the boat and he'll look back out over the water. Pull out a cigarette, light it, take a deep drag, and mutter, mm, I best go down there and see <laughs> to it that no one's dead. And again, he'll take another drag and walk over to the uh, rail on the boat and stare out over the water. What, what, what's, what's going on like in Mitch's head at the moment? He's thinking about what they've got to do, you know, anticipating the upcoming combat involving rescuing Vidar, wondering how deep the infernalism goes, wondering what tricks might come out of uh, the infernalists' sleeves when they finally do get in touch with them. He's also okay, taking that- a moment to look at the like the endless black of the ocean, and he's got that whole La Sombra connection to the sea kicking in. Yeah, it's making him feel really like deep and tranquil, huh? And, like, at peace, or... Yeah, it's it's weird for him because he's never really been a seagoing guy. You know, he took the boat over for World War One. He took the boat back afterwards, and he hated it both times. 
but now it's just different and he's got no idea why. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I think we, I, we even mentioned in the character creation session how you felt comfortable around the Rio Grande when, when Vidar was speaking to you guys after the mass embrace, you know what I mean? And you guys had raided that hacienda. You guys still don't know who was there, you know what I mean? And, and you guys were kind of like segregated from rest of the shovel heads that were brought over. You felt that, that tranquility around it, just like you felt the tranquility around whenever Vidar had used Optimibration, you know? There's something in your very core and the nexus of, 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 of your soul or your being feels drawn towards it. So what a better way to get yourself ready for whatever challenge that you guys have to face, I would say, definitely. Let's cut to Richard and Jasper. You guys are left alone in the room right now. Coyote has stepped out after making his point. Uh, do you guys have anything to say to each other? Do you guys have a scene between each other? I think I'll just, Jasper, he'll just like, kind of, I'm not finished yet. They, we still, they are not fully gone. We can still, Beat them before we got to go worse. I sort of like this mutter this to, uh, just mutter this out loud, and then I say I have to tell, to tell the, the Mitchell, I have to tell the leader about this. We, we still have, we still have time to stop them. Hold on. There's a missing piece for me. I'll right. try to find out how they kidnap Vida. I, I can't. There's, it is like something has, uh, disappeared in the memories. Everything was clear, uh, especially in, uh, the early ones, but then there's this one gap. Uh, I know I for a fact that in that they staked him, but I don't know how. Which means that they have something that lets them get close enough to, to someone like that. But you could try to roll. You could try to roll too if you wanted to to like see if you can focus in. You know what I mean on that aspect. It's your call if you want to or not, Jasper. Okay, I'll try. I guess I'll try because you know he's saying that he's saying that you know they have some they have some kind of trick. To, I'll try to focus on that. It's like, okay, yeah, anything I can tell, anything I can use to tell, you know, the others that help them. Yeah, plus it's very hard to, like, describe to someone, you know what I mean, when you have, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he can't, I mean, look how hard I'm trying to articulate it to you guys, you know what I mean? What you're experiencing to have someone who's been a moonshiner, you know what I mean, the whole life tried to explain to an East Coast debutante, like, you know what I mean? I had visions and it's all this. Like, it's really hard unless you kind of like experience it yourself. And that's kind of like the one thing that you guys have in common right now. Maybe it might even be like a little mini bond in this chain that is the Pale Riders is the fact that a little link is that uh, you guys have diabolized people from the banditos, you know? So go ahead and give me a perception alertness roll, difficulty six, if you would, good sir. All right. Difficulty six, I got one success. Uh, all right. So you kind of, and I'm not going to repeat it, but the same kind of mem, that same vision that, that, that Richard had of that, you're having that same one. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about the, also the yeah. gap too. Okay. The gap and like the, the repeating of the stake, the stake, and then like having like where you have these, like, these, like, like just you see these eyes like a, that are full of the abyss. Just like, and then they, you get pulled, pulled into them and it keeps happening over and over just hearing the stake, the stake, you know. Okay, uh, I, I, I can recall that from, the, yeah, uh, I, something with the eyes, perhaps. But I have to, I have to share this. I have to tell, I have to tell the others. I have to tell Mitchell. Just, uh, I just need, just can't be here right now. I just need to, just need to get, get out. And so he'll just like sort of just open the door and like head up to the top deck. Yeah, you see Jasper with shaky legs and open the door and get out. Uh, are you going to go with him? Are you going to stay in there, Richard, or what's your call? Uh, I want to follow him. You want to follow him? All right, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, Mitch, you're standing there 
looking out onto the ocean and you hear uh, the door open up and you hear Richard uh, or you hear two two sets of footsteps come out and you, and you look behind you and you see it's Richard and Jasper. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. Gentlemen, what was all that there uh, commotion down below? Coyote, he, he felt the need to prove himself and uh, he was too successful at it. Uh, but it, it helped us remember more about from what we uh, gained from the village. Does uh, Mitch still have the bottle of tequila with him? No, he does not. He would have put that away. Ah, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> sure is, is there like a is there like a lantern or something on top of the deck? Yeah, there, there's a couple of lanterns that are like on hooks. Okay. You know what I mean? On the so yeah, he'll take a drag the... on the cigarette. So as soon as Jasper, like, he looks sort of, so he says, like, he sort of, like, looks around, and he's just looking at, like, the dark ocean, the dark sky, all over, all around, and he just sort of, like, he, like, sort of just, like, shivers for a second, then he, like, sits down next to a lantern and just sort of, like, makes it, makes it like it's, you know, at the corner of his eye, just the light of it. Yeah, Mitch, I would say, Mitch, also as the pack uh, leader right now, you can definitely, especially with the tranquility that the ocean has brought you, you know what I mean, staying out there looking at it, you're, you feel more in tuned with your pack in a way. And you could tell that like these two members, you know what I mean? That you guys almost look at like younger siblings or children in a way, you know what I mean? Like, like you and Cora look like these two and Coyote um, as like, I, I hate to say it, like as your children, you know, like, especially how Cora talks, um, you could tell that they are like, um, they're, I don't know. How would you describe you guys nature? Like, I don't want to say shook, but you know what I mean? Like you guys are, uh, you guys are shook in a way or, or like, how would Mitch notice that you guys were off? Let me let me ask it, phrase it that way. Okay, the, I guess for Jasper, it would definitely be like normally he has a sort of like air of confidence about him whenever he's like talking with someone else, but this time that confidence is just not really there, and so he's he's like you know he's not like you know standing proud, standing tall. He's just sort of like hunched a little bit over and just like sort of looking around more than he would normally. What about you, Richard? I think Richard is really restless. Like, uh, not that he's, uh, twitchy, but like he, uh, just, uh, doesn't seem to really be, uh, at ease right now. Yeah, definitely. I can understand that. So you're able to tell that, Mitch. Go ahead. Scenes back on you guys. Right. You have one of those cigarettes for me? Mitch will give a grunt. I do. He'll pull out a cigarette and pass it over to, uh, Richard. Thanks. Everybody down there still in one piece? Or do we got uh, some cleaning to do? Oh, no, no. Everything is. All that are all alive that should be. That's good. I sort of like just like gesture for him to lean in closer so he can speak. Mitchell, you know, walk over and take a seat next to uh, Jasper. At this point, he'll like lead, so lead in, like make sure, making sure that, you know, it's not just making sure to whisper it, like, you know, that we, we remember, we, from our but we looked more into the memories that we got from the banditos and that they, like, whatever transfer, whatever uh, corruption the pack priest has done to them, it's not complete. They're, they're, have to fulfill rituals or tasks for someone else to, before they complete, and they're not there yet. Any idea what the end goal is? No idea, hmm. but perhaps that could be why they took lidars up. This is part of this. they're doing some kind of they need him for some kind of ritual. 
which it means that we might actually be able to keep rescue him and from uh, meeting his final death. Well, that's good. Any idea where they're uh, headed in specific? I didn't think, and I, and I didn't find, think of a look, didn't feel any location from it. I could try and see if I can save that for another night. You look a little beat. Thank Maybe you. the next time we stop at it ain't gonna be so dead. We could find ourselves some uh, relaxation. That would be nice. How you holding up there, Richard? <sighs> Don't know. <laughs> I'm holding up. That's that's all I can say. <laughs> all right. Well. You need to talk. You find me or Cora. I think I need some time. I've been there. You guys have both actually, yeah. To think about, it, you're both kind of handling it kind of the same way. It's kind of a, it's kind of that's kind of eerie thinking about that. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High-level games the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin at highlevelgames.ca Please, help. They're coming. <laughs> hey! Do you like World of Darkness? Do you want to introduce your friends to it? But there's one problem. Nobody reads books anymore! This presents you with a problem, doesn't it? You want to get your friends into these awesome games, but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them. Well, that's where Brett the Hitman comes in. Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style! Flair! Humor! And of course, some dank meme magic! Fucking normies! Brett the Hitman! 
on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now! If only for the dank memes. Tune in today! metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs>